Thank you for listening to the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. Please do me a favor. Subscribe, like, rate, and review. And remember, staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning doesn't make you more creative. But don't let that time go to waste. Just listen to this show and get better prepared to argue with your friends the next time you see them at the bar. Now, let's rock and roll. From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal on the 55th floor of Cityplex Towers in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. If you don't know who I am, I always like to introduce myself prior to the show. I am the co-host of the Pat Jones Show, uh, which is on from 11 to 2 on 97.1, the sports animal in the aforementioned Tulsa Green Country area. And if you do live in Green Country, uh, you can catch us every day. Uh, we're live, 11 to 2, 97.1, 96.1, 101.1. And you can also listen on our app if you happen to miss anything. Um, you can get the show on our website at sportsanimalradio.com. We podcast the show, so you can go back and listen to some of our great interviews like Sam Pittman. Uh, we do a great job of just telling stories and giving you an insight into football that you just can't get anywhere else because we've got Pat Jones, who coached in the NFL for 10 years and coached at Oklahoma State for 10 years, amongst other places. So uh, with all that said and done, here's what's coming up on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. We know the format now of the Oklahoma Spring Game, so we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, why this is so important to Brent Venables. Uh, with it being a dress rehearsal for you, the fan, first time getting the opportunity to see them. We're also going to talk about the format from the Oklahoma State spring game. We'll hear from Mike Gundy and Brent Venables in that first segment. In the second segment, I'm not a big guy that really gets into the X's and O's. But Brent Venables said something really important during his last press conference about the inside drill. Well, I'm going to tell you what the inside drill is. I'm going to tell you why it's important that Oklahoma run it just about every day at practice when they get the opportunity to. And then we'll finish things up by hearing from Mike Gundy and about his trip to Tuscaloosa with, um, who is it, Kyle Waters, who um, is the head of facilities at Oklahoma State. Uh, we'll tell you what they learned about Alabama um, and a little bit about the upcoming clinic that Oklahoma State is coming up as well. So, Lots to get to in a short amount of time. We do know the format now of the Oklahoma spring game. And I hope you're, first of all, I hope you are as fired up for Saturday, April the 23rd as I am. Because not only do we get our first look at Brent Venables and the OU football team under Brent Venables, but we also get a look at some of the more fun guys that we'll be talking about at Oklahoma State. Now, we'll get to them in a second because I did promise OU first, but Here's the way the format is going to be laid out if you haven't heard. It's going to be what is called a true red and white game, which means there's going to be a draft. They are going to do their best to split up the best players. So in other words, take your two best guards. And I think this is what Brent Venables actually, I think he talked about both of these positions. But you've got your right guard and your left guard, your starters. Well, they want to split both of those guys up. They want to split the tackles up receivers, running backs, cornerbacks, safeties. I, I, okay, you know, every. I'm not going to name every position on the field, 
But they want to split it up because what Brent Venables and his OU staff feel is this gives you a better opportunity to find out if your ones are really ones, all right? And if there aren't some backups there that might be actually able to challenge them for spots and maybe there are some kids that you need to take a closer look at. Now, if you wanted a true reading, okay, and a lot of this is going off what my co-host said today on our show, but if you wanted a real true reading as a fan on how you thought Dylan Gabriel looked at running the number one offense, what you might do is just go best on best for a series, which is number one OU defense versus number one OU offense, and then let the chips fall where they may. The only negative to that is that if the defense plays well, you're going to get a lot of questions about the offense. And if the offense plays well and dominates, then we're going to have the same talk that we have been having the last eight, nine years here in Oklahoma about how the defense just cannot match what the offense does. So there is some there, there is a little bit of positive and negative to go with that, but it also kind of gives you a sense of where everybody is right now. The other thing you could do is go ones versus everyone. And if your ones are kicking butt, then you know that you're playing the best players on the team and that we're getting to see the best players on the team. And if they're looking good, then we've all got a real good feeling going into the fall. But even more important than all this, and in finding out just how good a quarterback Dylan Gabriel is, or whether or not it's Eric Gray or Marcus Major toting the ball at running back, or if Billy Bowman is going to be a better safety than he was a corner, or what he's going to be like as a return man, it's the dress rehearsal for Brent Venables. And he's looking at you, the fan, to help him out with this. Now, if you're an OU fan... If you've listened to anything Brent Venables has had to say since he has taken over as head coach, you can't help but be inspired. That dude can give a speech. And yeah, he is the guy that would refer to the dude as El Dudorito because brevity is not his thing. But when you hear him, you want to root for him. And you want to show up on April the 23rd to support OU. And he wants it to be as close to an Alabama A game as possible and Look, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but there are there have been times, especially under Nick Saban, that the A game has sold out. And a couple of the things that, that Brent Venables is fighting here is, one, the game's on television. So if you don't live in Norman or close to Norman, if you live in Edmond, if you live in Tulsa, uh, if you live in Woodward, I mean, just, I mean, look, pick a, pick a city in Oklahoma that is more than an hour away from Norman. You can say to yourself, well, it is just a glorified scrimmage. I don't need to go out there. I can just, you know, crack open a few beers here at home, put my feet up and not have to worry about fighting the traffic, paying for a place to park, and I can just watch the game. And if you don't really have any ties to the university, like you weren't in a fraternity, uh, I know my house is doing some things on that day where a lot of us get together and and go hang out, and there's usually some good tailgating. If you're not into any of that, it might be more beneficial for you to stay at home. But Venables is making it very clear that they're going to have recruits in. And as much as this is to show your appreciation for him and the job that he's doing taking over for Lincoln Riley 
and all the work that these kids have put in, hey, if we're setting a standard and best is our standard, it can't be just us within the football program that runs it. You have to be part of this as well. And he knows OU fans because we're with you, win or win. It's just kind of the way that we are. But Brent Venables talking, if you're that person that's thinking about staying home, listen to him and you just might change your mind. If best is the standard, then then everybody, that's what our players deserve. You know, everybody has a part. Everything that we do matters in this program. How we show up on the spring game matters. We're going to have recruits here. It matters. Our players are going to bust their tails for this place in in September and October and November and December and January. Okay, then we expect the best from, from everybody else, supporting the program the right way. Okay, don't matter how, what the temperature is, uh, what time it is, you know, you know, and where the sun is during the day, you know, what we're doing if we have a halftime show or not. Okay, what road or what way, what uniforms we're wearing, none of that stuff matters. Show up. Okay, how we show up matters. Okay, send a message. If you know, when we talk about this program being one of the, you know, most tradition rich and, and best programs in the history of college football, then show up with some pride. On the 23rd, that's the expectation. The expectation for us is we show up and play passionate. We play tough. We play disciplined. We play with uncommon effort. Okay? And the expectation for everybody else, just like every sport on this campus, if I'm a Sooner, then I'm a Sooner. I'm not Sooner when it's convenient. Okay? I'm not a great fan when it's convenient. Okay? That's not how it works. I wish it did. Everybody expects me to bring my A game every day. Okay? I like that. I like the expectations. I embrace that. I expect our players to do the same. Okay? But as we try to build this program and transition from where we are today, okay, because we're in the Big 12 today, and in a few years we're going to be in the SEC, everything that we do matters as we build this foundation. Okay? The fan support, okay, the, 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 the fan um, engagement, the administration, again, these coaches, the players. Okay, everybody is expected to do their best in everything they do. Okay, that's what that's what that's what being uh, committed looks like. It's not when it's convenient and when it's easy. Okay, it's when it's hard and when things aren't going well. Show up anyway. Okay, when it's not convenient. Oh yeah, we want to tailgate all day. Well, sorry, we played eleven. Okay, show up. That's not that's not expecting too much. And, and the flip side, we got to put a good product out there. Okay, and do things the right way. And people are proud of how we play is what it, is, is what we're concerned about. Okay, not 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 you know beating their own chest and it's all about you. That's not that's not going to be this program. Okay, this program is has had a lot of success for a long time. But you know what? None of that matters now. Moving forward, <laughs> none of it matters. Nobody cares. Okay, when we play UTEP, that's all that matters. That'll be the biggest game of the year. And when that game's over, guess what? The next game's the biggest game of the year. They all matter. Don't matter if we're a 28-point favorite, okay, or if we're a three-point dog. Don't matter if we're playing in Dallas, okay, we're playing in Manhattan. None of it matters. We need support, okay, the expectations for the players to play up here every single week, to play to that standard, okay. I don't expect the players to play like this, okay, because we're wearing, one time we're wearing all white, one time we're wearing uh, uh, some kind of, what's that uniform called when it's not this traditional uniform? Alternative uniform. I don't care. I could care less. And I don't want our players to care about it. Play to a standard. Practice to a standard. Show up to meetings to a standard. Everything we do matters. Okay? And that's, to me, that's the expectations. For, for the standard to be the standard in that stadium. Don't matter who we play, what time we play, where we play. Okay? You're committed or you're not. Okay? 
if I come up here and show up and one day the player has an attitude and, and then, you know, I'm going to play to that attitude. One day I'm going to ignore it and then the next day I'm going to hold them accountable. And if that's how I am, these players are paying attention to all of it. They're watching me respond to everything. How I do what I do matters. And how, then how everybody else does what they do, that should matter too. Okay? Doesn't mean we've got to be way up here. We don't need to be down here. We don't need to be like this as a program. Okay? But we need everybody. If that means, if that means you know, wearing your T-shirts in your community, if that means putting the bumper sticker on, if that means sending in $5, okay, it all matters. But every sport on this campus deserves that too. If you're a Sooner fan, you're a Sooner fan. We're getting ready to go to the SEC in a couple of years. We better bring it. Better bring your mouthpiece. Okay? And, and it all matters. Like, and that's what the, 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 you know, the home field advantage matters. Okay? Creating an environment that is difficult and challenging for the opponent, it, it affects them. Okay? But it should, it should be that way every single week. Okay, that's got to be our DNA. We can't say, oh, you DNA, and then we go out there and we're three-quarters of the stadium's full. We'll still play hard and play tough anyway. <laughs> I'm going out playing to how many fans are in the stadium. Okay, but that should matter. Okay, our players are busting their butt. Okay, and we're going to hold them accountable. Okay, and when we play, I want people to be proud how we play. Okay, with toughness. Okay, with discipline. Okay, with passion. All right, when we're playing together and, and representing this, this great university. Okay, and that's, that's all anybody can expect from them. It's to them to show up every week and do their best. Okay, and if they do that, we can all lay our heads down, down at night and, and have no regret. Okay, but that's the expectation on this side of it. And just, you know, moving forward, that's, that's what it looks like to us. Okay, and, um, you know, this is, this is what we do is tough. It's demanding. It's hard. Okay, but it doesn't mean you can't ha have passion and energy and enthusiasm for it. To me, it takes those things to be great at, at something and to have longevity and sustainability in this. That's what it takes. And uh, that's what being all in means, okay? It's everyone, everyone, everybody, everybody committed to doing their best on and off the field. Everything that we do, okay? Right? How you do anything is how you do everything, John. Shout out to my coworker and brother in foo. That would be John Hoover, who was going to ask Brent Venables about the Sooner Caravan. We'll get to that in a later episode because that'll be happening all around the state of Oklahoma. This is training for the Southeastern Conference. Not just for the players, and we will we've definitely, you know, stretched that to the limit as far as we can on what Oklahoma needs to do to be SEC ready, but this is also training for the fans to be SEC ready. Because what have we been told about the SEC? It's the tagline on the network. It just means more. Okay. And if it just means more, then that means you've got to show up to the spring game. You've got to show up to the Sooner Caravan, you've got to show up to every little thing to prove that you have just as much passion as LSU and Alabama and Arkansas and Auburn and Georgia fans. You've got to find that level of crazy in you. And this is where it all starts. This is all about setting a tone for what the future is to become. And as we've always said for a long time, Oklahoma's kind of SEC light. In fact, Clemson probably leans more towards that SEC mentality than OU does. But if you get, let's say, 55, 60,000 to show up in Norman, A, that's really good because there's a lot of things going on. Look, in the spring, you're fighting the fact that soccer's back in action for kids, baseball's in action for kids, there's flag football leagues 
basketball, just about every sport you can think of is going on. So if you've got kids, you know, you're my age, you've got kids, you've got an opportunity to be spread out. And you may not have an opportunity to go to the spring game. But if you don't, then there's almost no excuse for you not to be there. That's what Brent Venables is saying. Those aren't my words. Hey, do whatever you want. That's the mentality that Brent Venables wants you to have as a fan. Even if you have kids, there's almost this idea, whether it's true or not, and let's face it, perception is reality. So if this is the perception is the reality, uh, that SEC parents will tell their kids, hey, screw your baseball game. Okay, A game is today. You can play baseball next week. We'll take you to practice. No, you ain't, you ain't playing today. We got to go see Alabama. We got to go find out how their backup linebacker's doing and get ready for next year. So there it is. It's SEC training starts on Saturday, not just for the players, but for the fans as well. Now, as far as things go in Stillwater with the spring game, Mike Gundy does not know what he is going to do yet. In fact, he explains that right here. Very, very little. I really want to play a game. I just don't know if we have the offensive line to do it. I don't want to risk doing setting it up that way and then one person get a turned ankle and have to almost shut it down. That, that, that wouldn't be fair to the fans. So try to have it done by Wednesday, decide what to do as these practices move forward. One of the suggestions thrown out to Mike Gundy during his media scrum was that play a game in the first part, and then in the second part, you would go seven on seven. But And while that sounds good, here are a couple of differences between OU and OSU in the spring games this year. For OU, there's a heck of a lot more curiosity. New regime, a lot of players left via the transfer portal. So you want to see what's going on. You want to get a gauge of where they are. With Oklahoma State, we pretty much know where these guys are now. Some players you want to see. Garrett Rangel, I think you'd like to see Gunnar Gundy. You'd love to know where the backup quarterbacks are just in case something happens to Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders, we probably don't really need to see until the fall because that's going to be our best gauge to know if whether or not he's the same guy we saw in the Fiesta Bowl or he's the guy that we've seen in other games this year. Um, Malcolm Cobb is probably a guy that you want to see at linebacker. That's a position we've got questions about. Cornerbacks, not going to see Trace Ford. He's in limited action. So if you're Mike Gundy, what he's done in the past and what he may do, and look, by the time you listen to this, the format may be decided. In the past, he's kind of run it like a practice. And I had a chance to talk with Mike Gundy, and this has been many years back now. Um, but Mike wanted to do a really cool thing, or I thought it was inventive, but then again, I like everything Mike Gundy throws out just about. So take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, is that he wanted to have like a reporter down on the field and have guys go through drills. And when something happened, you interview both the guys after they go one-on-one. Now, in, and that might be a cool idea. I don't know how, I don't know if fans are, are into that if they'd rather see more of a game that's something that you'd have to do some research on. But it's certainly an idea worth exploring, especially if you're worried about not having enough bodies like Oklahoma State doesn't to play in that offensive line. If you think they're not getting enough work, no. They're going hard in practice. They will go hard in the fall. They'll get some kids via the transfer portal. Um, there are They are getting more kids via the transfer portal. You know, there are more offensive linemen coming. They're just not on campus yet. All right. So you're going to get more offensive linemen and that's certainly going to help with the fall, but there's no reason to risk it for a spring game now, especially when, 
especially when there, there's not near as much mystery for Oklahoma State. I would think if they were having as much questions as OU, I'd say, yeah, let's go for it. Let's see what you got. But, you know, it's just not the case at this point. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll go back to OU. Uh, we'll hear a little bit more from Brent Venables, and I'll explain to you what the inside drill is. Keep it right here on the Heartland College Sports Podcast, Bedlam Edition. If you could be a fly on the wall for a future SEC coaches conversation, the two guys you'd love to hear talk the most would be Sam Pittman and Brent Venables. These two guys are cut from the same cloth. If you didn't listen to last week's show, go back, listen to last week's episode. Uh, We did an interview with Sam Pittman on 97.1 The Sports Animal, played part of that because Arkansas has a very tough program. That, that That is what... Sam Pittman feels like he has to do in order for them to compete in the SEC is not just be tough, but he knows that no matter how good Arkansas is, Arkansas doesn't get the athletes that LSU is going to get, that Auburn, that um, even maybe A&M is getting right now. So he's got to create a very tough culture. OU, on the other hand, can get those same kind of athletes, but they're also working to establish that same kind of culture. And one of the things that we harped, harped on OU to do when when Lincoln Riley was king of the hill and wasn't doing, or at least it didn't look like OU was doing based on the results that you were getting on the field, was run the inside run drill. Thank God this week Brent Venables referred to that when talking about players getting down and needing to bounce back. And, uh, but if you don't love what, you'll, what you do, you'll never be great. So I think some of the enthusiasm is it's really love for what you do. And um, to me, it's not like, oh, everything's great. No, everything ain't great. But you know what? I love what I do. Okay? And, and having, being able to be real and live in that space and still be um, passionate, that's where we are. Okay, and and knowing that, yeah, it you know it it stunk today in this moment. Yeah, good. That's good. That's a good thing. Okay, knockout drill, two touchdowns in a row at the end of practice. Good. Okay, you get your your, your teeth knocked in an inside drill. Good. That's good. Okay, we got a thud tempo and somebody got tackled to the ground and he gets mad and he's all, you know, moaning and you know, you know, complaining and everything. Good. Okay, that's good. It's all good. And, um, but that's not being naive or you got your head in the sand. And, and I know what's coming. I've done it long enough. I'm not being myself, oh, you know, but I've done it long enough. I know. I know what the expectations are in that stadium. Wasn't surprised last week when we talked to Sam Pittman, the Arkansas coach that we've already referred to, that he actually mentioned stopping practice because kids were going through the same thing that Brent Venables was discussing here. It was, all right, you got whipped. You're down. That's all right. Things are going to go bad in the game. You got to figure out how to make it work. Somebody jumps up on you 21 to nothing, and you're only midway through the first quarter. You've got to realize there's a whole game there. So body language is something that coaches get very big in looking at. Where are you at mentally? Who's doing most of the talking? Who's not saying anything? Who's throwing their helmet down? What is that fine line between being too emotional or too down or just being focused and being able to get back up and figuring figure out how to get your team in position to win. And one of the things that he mentioned was the inside run drill. All right, we talked about it. So here's what that inside run drill is. Okay, and this is according to Pat Jones, so I'm just ripping this off from him. But here's what happens. 
You get your best 11 on defense. You get your best 11 on offense. They're out on the field at one time. You mark off four yards with a piece of tape or something to indicate where that four yards is. You put that down. The whole point of the drill is to win the battle. Offense tries to get four yards. Defense tries to stop them from getting four yards. It's your short short yardage package that is put in. You don't play. You don't get fancy. You don't get creative, as they say, with either your defense or your offense. It's just best on best, trying to knock each other's head off and trying to win. And that's when guys get real emotional on the other side. There's a lot of hooping, a lot of hollering, a lot of celebrating. But at the end of the day, you want to be the one to win. It creates toughness. It creates competition. And we always accuse Lincoln Riley of not knowing what that drill was because with the way OU played on defense, they weren't tough. They were they were practicing against that finesse offense too much to be tough. So that is what the inside run drill is. Real quick, wrapping things up today, uh, fly-on-the-wall conversations. Another fly-on-the-wall conversation, I'd have given anything, anything to hear, would be Nick Saban talking to Mike Gundy. Okay, well, one, because I like Mike Gundy, but to hear him talking to Nick Saban, could he loosen Nick Saban up? Anyway, uh, Mike Gundy and Kyle Waters from Oklahoma State, Kyle Waters is the guy who's in charge of all the facilities, went down to Alabama for a clinic. Mike Gundy was speaking on the no-huddle offense, and Mike Waters was looking at Alabama facilities, and this is something that happens quite often. And if you're trying to upgrade, which Oklahoma State is going to upgrade, $41 million. Now, most of that will be to the stadium, but with you having a new regime, with you having a president and an athletic director that understand how big football is, it is important that they get an idea of what they want their facilities to be. How functional do they want them to be? What is window dressing versus something that is actually practical, that works in your meeting rooms, your, your weight rooms? Um, film rooms, all that kind of stuff. What What's Alabama doing? What's Clemson doing? You want to find out all this. Well, that was essentially what Oklahoma State was doing last week. They were on a fact-finding mission, but also Nick Saban and Mike Gundy had the opportunity to talk with each other. Well, it, it was a really good experience. Uh, give me some quality time with, with Coach Saban and uh, spoke at their clinic. Uh, and gave us a chance to go and look at some of their facilities and see where they're at, what they're doing, what their thoughts are. You learn a lot in those situations, and as we improve our facilities here, it gives you ideas for things we may want to put in place here at Oklahoma State. What's your relationship like with Saban? What's that? What's your relationship like with Saban? Well, he and I have had uh, quite a few conversations over the years on the phone. Uh, We're never in the same place at the same time, so we don't have much face-to-face, but... We spent a good quality hour together, and, and uh, I enjoyed him. Hopefully he enjoyed me. Um, I learned some stuff. Uh, I would be willing to guess that, that he learned some things about what we do, so it was a good meeting. Is there anything, oh, yes. Is there anything you said that kind of stuck out? Stuck out? There's just a lot of similarities in what they do and what we do, uh, behind the scenes and uh, belief and um, things that we think our culture, uh, things that we feel like are important in success in the long term, and he feels the same way. Uh, in a lot of the areas that are important to success, in our opinion. You wish Mike Gundy would have been more detailed there about what philosophies are similar, where they differ. You know, be, get, get, get into the weeds a little bit. We want to hear all that. Don't just be vague and generic with your answers. Now, we know that both of you believe in analysts. 
Uh, we know both of you have have a little bit of a different approach to analysts where Nick Saban gets younger guys, guys that are on the rebound, guys that you can usher into being you know, position coaches, coordinators, whatever, and then they move on to go to another program. And Mike Gundy's done some of that as well, but he's also brought in guys like Chris Thurman and Gary Gibbs who are a little bit older, guys that really don't have any interest in getting back in the coaching game but want to be around football and have great football minds from years and years of experience that, that can help you do stuff. We know that, but whether it's offensive philosophies, defensive philosophies, and maybe more importantly, just what are the differences in how you run your practice? And here's the thing you got to remember when you go down and do that, okay, as a coach, just because Nick Saban is doing something and it's great doesn't necessarily mean that it works for Oklahoma State. And what I mean by that is, if you've got a certain way you run practice, so you run off-season workout, and it and you've been successful doing that, the worst thing you can do is say, okay, we've reached this level, but we want to be at this level, so we're going to do exactly what they do. In, in life, that is an awful philosophy, okay? There are times to steal <laughs> and, and, and borrow from successful people, and there are times to realize that's not you. That's not what you do. That's not where your comfort zone is. So you got to do what you do to make yourself better. And I think Mike Gundy is is further enough along, far enough along in his career and experienced enough to know that, hey, just because Alabama may do special teams first, maybe that doesn't necessarily work for us. Or maybe because they practice in the morning, that doesn't necessarily work for us. It doesn't mean you can't get ideas. You just don't want to go overboard with it. All right, we'll be back next week. We'll have a little bit more um, in-depth look at the upcoming spring games for both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We'll obviously hear from both of the head coaches, players, and get you ready for fun days in Norman and Stillwater. I'm Eric G. May God bless you and your families. The great Jackie Moon always says, everybody love everybody. And to quote the Rolling Stones, stop me up.